0: Jeff Cropp. Hey, everybody.
1: Good morning. Great to have you with us. It is uh, six minutes past six o'clock in the morning. This is Political Coffee, the show that is dedicated to the idea that, boy, you really can change your world one person at a time by having those persuasive conversations with persuadable people. Yes. That's the idea. Now, the cool thing about this is that you get to sidestep the lockdown media, the Googles and the Facebooks and the Twitters, because they can't censor those one-on-one conversations you have with people. Ain't that great? Absolutely, race. That is great. Now, there's a um, funny story in the Gateway Pundit about... uh, Here's the headline. Democrats start to panic as Republican Christine Drazen rises in the Oregon governor's race. It was all about the Cook political report uh, saying that... uh, who is elon musk saying is both an idiot and a liar who's that to watching in a fox business i guess i missed that i looked up and saw that (laughs) that's when do he's oh robert rush as rush used to call him he was bill clinton's um, treasury secretary or something like that an idiot and a liar yeah well the guy is anyway um the race for governor in Oregon was recently moved from Lean's Democrat to toss up, which has got the Democrats getting very nervous. Now they're throwing big money. And this is about that million dollars that came from the Democrat Governors Association. We talked about that already. Now, here's the problem. They get it right. Now, this is actually from the Cook Political Report, but they get this right, and this is something that Christine and Betsy both have to focus on because the number one goal here is to not let Tina Kotek become governor under any circumstances because, as my friend Greg Clapper says, she is Kate Brown on crack. <laughs> okay. Here's what the Cook Political Report says when it came out Friday. And now over the weekend, there were emails. All the campaigns touted this. In fact, Tina Kotek, you got to help us. We're in trouble. Betsy touting it. Here's what the Cook the Report says. Kate Kotech faces an uphill battle as the left wing candidate in Oregon, where voters are concerned about rising violent crime. Last year, Portland had the most homicides in its history. When she served as a state house speaker, Kotech sided with rioters who damaged local businesses and flung rocks, bottles, and fireworks at police during Portland's summer 2020 protests. What they should have said is, 100 consecutive nights of violent protests and riots now here's the thing about all of this the best ads being run are the ads being run against Jamie McLeod Skinner this is from the Republican group This favors, of course, um, this favors the Republican who is running Lori Chavez, the reamer, against Jamie McLeod Skinner. This ad equates and draws the parallel clearly by Jamie McLeod Skinner's leftist comments and ties her to Kate Brown. Doesn't tie her to Tina Kotek, but ties her to Kate Brown. But Kate Brown smiling, laughing about how Kate Brown, she agreed with Kate Brown. This is okay. This is what's got to happen. That ad is, I think, the most powerful ad of this entire election season, period. And it is a model ad that every conservative ought to be using. And it's a model ad that Betsy needs to be using. Along with her constant harping about abortion, abortion, abortion. Now, I got to tell you, Betsy needs to win the largest number of Democrat voters out there, period. Now she's going after Christine on the abortion issue, I get that. Betsy, had her goal is she has to pull enough Democrats that Kotek cannot win. She has to reassure them that she is the pro-choice candidate. I get all of that. But there's another group of people too, including some of these pro-abortion independent voters And some of these pro abortion Democrats that are really worried about violent protests. This is what she's got to do if she's going to beat Christine, because frankly, those ads, and Christine has gotten much further down the road in using the issue of violent protests in her ads. But I will tell you, last night, I had dinner with a group, uh, the former superintendent of the Oregon State Police, Tim McClain, who's from Brownsville. He and my buddy, former Oregon State football player and former deputy sheriff, Pete Gross-Nicholas, We're all free sponsoring Betsy this Sunday down in Brownsville, which is Oregon's third oldest city, by the way, at Kirk's Ferry Restaurant, three o'clock in the afternoon. You're all welcome to come and join us. If you are curious about where Betsy stands on certain issues, you should come down and ask her. She'll be right up front with you because that's who she is. But in our conversation at dinner last night as we were over at Kirk's Ferry in Brownsville, we were talking about things. We talked about the numbers of people we have run into that have no clue who's running for governor. These are people who are registered to vote, by the way, who have no clue who's running for governor. This is the biggest challenge of any of them. The way you get their attention is you get their attention with emotional ads. Now the abortion ads only emotionalize and they're only partially emotional to one group of people. Those are young Democrat women. Now that group happens to be one of the largest voting blocks in this entire state. It also appeals to a number of those independent voters who care about this issue. Those folks are the also the largest voting block in the in the entire state. Now having said all of that, you have to couple that with playing on people's fears. Now I hate to say this, but this is the truth of it, folks. And I'm going to throw this out there for discussion today. Is fear a more powerful motivator than love? Or is love the more powerful motivator that uses fear? Why would I say that? I want you to think about. The most important thing to you in your life is your personal safety and that of your family and those that you love. Isn't it? Is there anything more important? No, I'm quite serious. It is the fear that someone may attack you physically. Now, of course, today we have the doxing phenomenon that goes on. It is your love for your family that I think uses fear to spur you into action. When someone tries to kick in your door, you don't have time, I've said this many times, to go run to your gun safe and pull out your gun. Thank you, Christine Drazen, because you're responsible for that. Another reason that I cannot support you. You want to defend your family, you will, with whoever you can put in your hand, mace, bear spray, or keeping a gun close on your body. You can do that in your home. It doesn't have to be locked up if you're wearing it. You do that, you defend your family because you love them. It is the fear that that might happen. It's what will defeat Measure 114. It is what will elect the next governor of this state i truly believe that let's go to art who's on the line art good morning hey Jeff. there is no doubt
2: what do you think well i know dang well the mama bears in this state are going to elect the next governor or help elect i think so the next governor yeah uh, most definitely and fear does drive them, and so does love. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Um, I did send you that text this morning about the article in the Statesman Journal uh, on education, and this, the Democrats in this state have ruined everything. We're not safe. Our kids are not getting an appropriate education. Uh, they totally screwed up the pandemic, as we all know. Uh, and when you go through that article, it'll most definitely show you that Kate Brown, Kotech, uh are not leaders they don't know what the heck they're doing you gotta connect
1: no i i, I gotta let you go because we'll have other callers but your point is well taken is that what you're talking about the education mess is another piece of the puzzle that the mama bears are going to right, yeah. use as a decision point, right a great day thank you that's a great point Folks, do you agree? What's more powerful, love or fear? Or does love use fear in the next election? It's
0: 620, back in We gotta move. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Linda from Albany writes this. Real America's voice is saturated with women against Scalartos. Alec Scalartos, a Republican who almost beat Peter DeFazio. Now, DeFazio's retired, 4th District of Congress, Eugene, that area. Alec Alec is running against Val Hoyle, former Labor Commissioner. She continues. Tina Kotek, Ron Wyden, now Val Hoyle. Our women are, have, have issued ads against Scalartos. Where are the Republicans, she asks. I haven't seen one Republican ad against hundreds of Democrat ads. It makes that TV station almost unwatchable. You have to mute the clothes. The anti-abortion ads against Alec, it's so overdone, I sent him another donation. I guess the dims, not the Dems, but the dims have bought up all the time. don't no. no. Maybe they have. There's a new pack in Oregon that um, is made up of folks that have put a lot of money into the races, governor's race. But also now, this new pack is for Oregon. Republicans in the House and the Senate. Now, there's this KGW story here about the biggest donors in the race for Oregon. You can see that in Oregon Watchdog. Um, Of course, the biggest is individual donor. Not not a pack or something like that is Phil Knight, who's given most of his money to Betty. But Phil has also put a bunch of money into this new pack for Republican legislators, along with Fred Emerson, who has become the largest landowner in the state of Oregon. He's a timber guy from out of state. He bought Seneca sawmills and all their timberlands down in Eugene. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. There's another article on Oregon Catalyst about national Republicans injecting big money into the races for Oregon legislature. There's another story here about Oregon Governor Ken, it's an OPB story, weighing in on the death penalty. Tina Kotex, she's going to continue the unconstitutional moratorium on capital punishment, while Betsy and Christine say they'll revoke it and want the state to resume executions. Okay, so you got all of these issues. What's the most powerful? Now, I'm quite serious. I want you to weigh in on this. What is the most powerful? If art's right and the mama bears are going to, and I think he is, just to be honest with you. The mama bears that were asleep have woke up from their wintertime nap, their slumber, and ain't happy with what they see. I'm going to use improper English. Sorry, Mrs Eiler, my high school English teacher. Used to rebuke me for using the word ain't. Well, it ain't. They don't like what they're seeing. And they ain't going to stand for it anymore. We saw that happen in Virginia. And I think the same thing is at play here. But, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you throw at these races. And I mean it. If you are not using the single most important issue, period, period, that matters to people. You're not going to have the impact with that money that you should have. You hear me? You're not going to have the impact. This is The reason I say all of this to you is because as Linda, her observation about all the ads she's seeing, the ads you're seeing. We have got to make an impact. You have got to make an impact with the single most important issues. And I'm telling you, with certain people, it might be abortion. But even with those people, even with a pro-abortion lesbian woman, even with Tina Kotek, I will guarantee you that Tina Kotek cares more about her personal safety and that of her wife, I am told. I'll guarantee you she cares more about that in the end than abortion. Am I right or am I wrong? Why? Because your personal safety is the single most important thing to you and that of the people you love because you love them. So what's more important, love or fear? Or does love drive the effective use of fear? I think it does. What do you think? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. When we come back from the bottom of the hour break, I will read to you messages from Dr. Frank from the extremely important, extremely important, simple case that was heard over the last two days. Because it has to do with voting. Because you know what? You can spend all the money in the world and you can have all the great messages in the world. But if the books are being cooked, the elections process, it doesn't matter.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. Great to be with us 24 minutes before the top of the hour. So I'm asking this question. What's more powerful as a motivator for people to vote? Fear or love? Or does love use fear to move you to both action and move your thinking? about things isn't the most single single most important thing to you your family wouldn't you defend your family so when it comes to ads that are running out there and that are effective are the most effective ads the ones that produce fear for your personal safety or fear of the loss of something like maybe your second amendment rights by the way this weekend is the Albany gun show down at the Albany fairgrounds right next to the airport on I-5 Saturday and Sunday there will be people there who will have stop measure 114 signs this will make it impossible for you to buy a gun in the state of Oregon it's highly unconstitutional. Okay. Highly unconstitutional. You will be able at, and, and Mark, my buddy Mark, will be down in the parking lot of the fairgrounds. You don't even have to go inside. You can pull up to his, believe me, you won't be able to miss his truck. He's bringing $10,000 worth of signs, folks. It's down at the fairgrounds this week. It's the Albany gun show. If you need a sign, you'll want a sign, drive on down there. And you can't miss his red Ford pickup because it'll have a big stop 114 sign in it. And lots of signs. That's a constitutional right. Is it the fear of loss of it that drives you? If you're a pro-abortion woman, is the fear of loss of your right to decide to kill your own baby in your womb, as I call it, is it the Supreme Court decision, the loss of that? And I think Art sent me a text message saying that um, so far the Dems have spent $128 million on advertising on the abortion issue. That's Likely nationally, because not that much has been spent in the state of Oregon. But it seems like it's a lot in the state of Oregon. Is the fear of loss of your abortion right really the motivator? Or is there a stronger fear? Now, Dale put my theory, says it should be the theory that I put about, put out there about Tina Kotech. Even a liberal, far-left... Marxist like Tina Kotek, who's married to her husband, wife, or whatever. Don't you think that even Tina Kotek, when it comes down to it, cares more about her personal safety and that of her wife than anything else? Is that because of love for that person? Probably. It's how I'd feel. It's how I did feel when I was married for 24 years. It's how I still feel about my former wife. I want her to be safe. Above all things. Safe from who? Well, from the bad decisions by the Democrats and people like Tina Kotek and Kate Brown. Releasing vicious, over a thousand vicious murderers and rapists. Early releasing them into prey on us in our neighborhoods. Which is why the story today about all the candidates' views on the death penalty in Oregon is important. Because it sends a message. Is it not? I got a text message from Anne-Marie. Says crime and inflation fuel my commitment to fight for personal safety and economic freedom? Yes, I agree. These stir my love motivated by fear of being consumed by arbitrary culture and government decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. What's more powerful? 503-589-1220. Or is love rather than fear? Or is it love that uses fear Effectively, the most powerful motivator to get people to act, whether it's at the election booth or at your mail-in ballot, which you don't mail in anymore, folks. You take it to the county elections office on the day of elections. So we screw up the hackers and the computer algorithms, and I'm going to get to that in a moment here. Julie by the way writes um, smart ad she said the smartest ad so far is the one where Betsy is seated talking to the camera by extension the public she talks about both crime and abortion this ad nibbles away at both groups of women pro-choice and pro-safety that's what Julie says a state employee who shall never be named yes we have to make an impact with the most important issues but how is that done it may seem like a stupid question, but it isn't. You don't want to make a real impact with the most important issues if, number one, we describe how we arrived at where we are today. Why is our violence in our major cities skyrocketing out of control? Why are our students being indoctrinated with damaging woke propaganda? Why is inflation happening? It's because of the Democrats and their policy. So in other words, you got to connect the dots. You're right. And then this person says, then the second question naturally follows, if the Democrats have caused the multiple crises we are facing, why would you vote for any Democrat for any reason? Any position? Democrats running for office are not running in a vacuum. As if they do not represent all the Democrat Party stands for. They must be tied to the damaging policies of Kate Brown, Joe Biden, Navin Gruesome, etc. Yes, you're right. It's how you use it. This is why I tell you that you are the most important influencer in your world. This is why this show is dedicated to the idea you can change your world, because you can go around all of the bad advertising or all of the ineffective advertising by having those personal conversations. That's hope. I truly hope that's what you get out of this show. Now, Dr. Frank posted on his Telegram page yesterday about the trial, which concluded the second day of the Sippel case up in Hillsboro. This is what he writes. The second day of testimony in the Sipple versus Secretary of State trial concluded today. And after a few more legal details, the judge will give her ruling whether or not the data given to Tim Sipple can be shared publicly. We heard excellent testimony from several witnesses, starting with the defendant, Tim Sipple, who is a talented computer dude. He explained all the analysis he's done to date on the data the state was arguing he was not supposed to have been given. Simple has discovered and submitted lots of issues to the county, and they have so far been unresponsive. First red flag right there. He continues. There are some important takeaways from his testimony. Now listen to this. Number one, he had trouble reconciling the county's numbers with the secretary of state's numbers. Oopsies. Number two, nearly every ballot is imprinted with a unique identifier, a QR code. In other words, your ballot is not anonymous. It's supposed to be, folks. Number three, his analysis of the ballot images differs from clear ballot. This is the company with the vote tabulation machine. His analysis of the ballot images differs from the clear ballots analysis by eight thousand ballots and many of the scanned ballots were clearly not from the official printer there's a lawsuit right there that doesn't comport with the law folks dr. frank continues no wonder the state doesn't want people to see the data they start asking questions why should it take now listen to this here's the takeaway Why should it take computer wizards to evaluate the accuracy of our elections? You want a talking point to have with somebody? Use that one. Let me say it again. Why should it take computer wizards to evaluate the accuracy of our elections? He concludes with this. No election system should be used that a typical high school student could not completely understand and execute. Because most of our election officials are even less proficient than the typical high school student today when it comes to modern technology. Let me read that again. If you're not taking notes right now, you should be. Let me read this statement again. No election system should be used that a typical high school student could not completely understand or execute because most of our election officials today are less proficient than the typical high school student today when it comes to modern technology. This is so true. Dr. Frank just boiled this down to the argument you can use. Why should it take computer wizards to evaluate the accuracy of our elections? That's what's come out of this trial, folks. No matter how the judge rules. We vote Amish. We go back to paper poll books and paper ballots. Because even an election official today who's not up on modern technology can figure that out. Just like a high school student who is up on technology, don't you think? Back in a moment, 648. What do you think about that? Hmm? Anna, if you're listening, will you call in and tell us what you heard?
0: Your impressions? Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: Ten minutes till the top of the hour. There's a Liberty Daily headline. Obama Foundation held and may still be holding classified documents in an unsecured furniture warehouse. But the FBI doesn't care. Federal judge. Shot down. Trump's request. You know, the whole special master thing. Now the DOJ can look at, they can, they can look at whatever they got. But another federal judge eliminated, and you probably have this because I haven't seen it anywhere. Federal judge eliminates federal school mask and vaccine mandates. A Trump appointed federal judge. I've been telling you all along, this ultimately is Donald Trump's legacy, who he put on the bench. If, this is a Breitbart story. A federal judge ruled Wednesday that federal school mask and vaccine mandates cannot be enforced because liberty interests of individuals weigh any interest generated by the mandatory administration of vaccines. Yeah, it's about time. This is Trump's enduring legacy. This is why they have to kill him, Politics. My guess is they will try to kill him physically. I think they will try to assassinate him. I believe that. I do. Um, Dale writes a text says QR code personally identifies voter. That's creepy and infuriating. Back to paper, back to voting at precincts on election day. Yeah. That's what came out of this trial. Dwight writes me an interesting email, and Gary, hang on, I'll get to you in a second here. 503-589-1220 is a Power Buick GMC talk line. Um, asking the question, is love that uses fear, is that the most powerful motivator you could have? Hmm. Dwight says, how about the Biden Food and Fuel Act as his next act? It's designed to pick up where the Inflation Reduction Act ends. Democrats think it will lead the party to victory in 2024, the Biden Food and Fuel Act. Watch your grocery and your gas bills just disappear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Uh got to go to the phones because I have been remiss in a lot of things. We'll start first with Gary and then we'll move to Anna. Gary, go. Hey, Jeff. Go Docs. Go beebs there you go well you know the uh,
2: Democrats favorite line is never let a dead body go to waste
1: <laughs> of course <laughs> now they, they pass the composting law down in California human composting <laughs> exactly. yeah geez those people so they, they,
2: they run your life on fear without them yeah. you're going to die that, so what they did with the vaccine and the virus and everything else. And if you vote for Republicans, you're going to vote for fascism and basically Hitlerism.
1: That's their whole, that's their whole but, campaign. All right, so, so, so that's liberty. That's your right to do whatever. So they are championing this abortion right, right? You're a woman. Yeah. You have the right to kill your baby. You're free to choose, right? And if you want, if you're pro-life, you're a radical. And yet it's hypocrisy, isn't it? Completely. They want freedom, but they want to restrict our freedoms. Gary, great point. Thank you so much. Go Beeves. Got to let you go. go then. I ask Anna to call in. Anna, give us. Yes. Yeah uh rundown on what you learned sitting in the trial for two days.
3: Well, I have to tell you that I was not in the, able to go uh, yesterday. I went the first okay, day, and um, I can tell you some of the things that, that I heard. And um, this was the prosecution portion rather than the defense. One of the things was they had, um, one of the leaders or the, the president of the coven company that, um, that does the testing and
0: uh-huh.
3: so much we have talked about that, you know, is, is there wireless modems or, uh, on the, on the equipment and, it was established that it was dell laptops that are on top of the tally machines and that the tally machines are printers just standard off the shelf and he had to admit that yes there are modems um he had to admit that th- that the uh, the the certification in oregon and in other states was was good in from 2015 to 2017, and then not certified again until 2021. Uh, So he tried to say that you didn't need the certification and yet the law states that you do. Uh, Those were the kind of things that I could, that I can answer to. And um, I think that he basically kept saying, you don't need it. You don't need it. And yet the, the, if you read the HAVA act or whatever, it states that you can only be certified for two years and that you are, are to be certified every two years. And yet we we have not been. So those are the, some of the things that were really stood out to me, uh, yesterday, um, uh, I heard there was good testimony, um, but I I, again, I was not able to be there.
1: Okay, Anna, thank you, and I do appreciate that. I think what you've just established is that the experts who were testifying on behalf of the Oregon Attorney General and the Secretary of State had to admit that the law was not being followed, either Oregon or federal law. I'm telling you, this sets up a federal lawsuit, folks. But Anna just said, the HAVA, this is the Help of America Vote Act that, you know, happened after the hanging Chad election in 2000, Bush versus Gore. It ain't being followed. And heads need to roll And lawsuits in federal court before Trump appointed judges, folks. <laughs> yeah, you do a little judge shopping here. Left does it all the time. We need to do it. Do a little judge shopping. This has got to happen. It's got to happen. We got to file federal lawsuits because that's the only way we're ever going to get a fair shake. Because Kate Brown has stacked the deck against us with the Oregon Court of Appeals and the Oregon Supreme Court. She owns them. They're her appointees. Can I say but one
3: more nevertheless-
1: thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
3: Uh, there is a federal case that people are doing pro se, which means that there is no attorney involved, and that, court case gets her- that case gets heard in genuine.
1: Keep us surprised of that, folks. Uh, that thank you thank for joining you. us today. I hope to have more for you about the second day testimony tomorrow, if I can make all of that happen. I, I want to try to interview Dr. Frank. We'll see if we can get him. Thank you for joining us. Tomorrow will be Freedom Friday. Your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically is tomorrow. Make it a great day.